is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. You are listening to the News for the Soul Radio Network. News for the Soul is now in its 25th year of broadcasting. Tune in live or visit the archives at newsforthesoul.com. That's newsforthesoul.com. Next on News for the Soul, Light Body Healing with Dr. Lara. Dr. Lara is a functional medicine health coach, an advanced practice clinical pharmacist specialist, master intuitive healer and channel, and international teacher and speaker on a mission to empower you to take an active role in your healing journey to achieve holistic health mastery of the mind, body and spirit. Dr. Lara combines energy medicine with functional medicine to facilitate healing at the root level. Call in now to speak with Dr. Lara today. 646-595-4274. 646-595-4274. Please welcome Dr. Lara back to News for the Soul. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome. Today our guest is Josette, and I do not want to butcher her last name, so I will let her. Um, <laughs> how do you say your last name? <laughs> I always say it's not my fault, it's my husband's fault. Um, he made it sound so romantic when I met him. It's actually pronounced Cacique. The T is silent. Okay, Cacique. All right, cool. Well, welcome, welcome. <laughs> And I just want to jump right Thank in because um, it sounds like you have been on an amazing healing journey. And what I really like to do is bring people in our audience inspiring stories so that they know that healing from chronic disease is possible and you can do it without uh, Western medicine also. So um, let's just jump right in and tell us about yourself and your journey. Thank you, Doctor. I'm, I'm so grateful and privileged to have the opportunity to speak about my journey and hopefully be a little bit of a lighthouse. Yeah, I was diagnosed with advanced rheumatoid arthritis back in 2011. Um, I got hit quite suddenly with, um, with the disease. I woke up in the middle of the night with um, knees that were about the size of large grapefruits and, and um, just got hit with excruciating pain right off the bat. Um, Ultimately, the diagnosis was advanced in terms that my numbers were so high um, that they just said, you know, it's going to rapidly destroy your body. And um, I'm a mom. I had, my son was, um, actually, I'm going to switch over to my speaker here so you can hear me better. My son was um, two at the time, and he he didn't understand what was going on. I wasn't able to pick him up or or um, take care of him in the way I should. My husband ended up becoming Mr. Mom. And it was just a really horrible, excruciating disease. RA is not something to um, to take lightly. It's very painful. I lost the function of my left elbow in, in that it fused at the joint within a week of diagnosis. But ultimately what I did do is I, um, in the dark night, what I call the dark night of the soul, which I think all of us eventually end up in, 
um, mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a decision to, for the sake of my son, because he was still nursing, and obviously if I was going to take any of the prescriptions that they had, they had prescribed, this incredibly long list of drugs, um, which included a chemotherapy drug called methotrexate, and then they, they were drugs, uh, what they call biologics, to completely shut down your immune system. Um, but no doctor was ever able to tell me what was causing the disease and how to fix it. There was never that discussion. It was just uh, drugs and pharmaceuticals and more and deal with the side effects and, you know, try and stay out of a wheelchair. So ultimately, um, for the sake of my son and because I love my son so much, um, I said, I'm going to try and find another way. And that threw me on a completely different trajectory. I was not into natural healing. I didn't know anything about uh, energy healing or <clears throat> or even the possibility because that's not a possibility that's presented when you go to Western medicine. Ultimately, mm-hmm. long story short, I did take the natural path. I did not take any of the drugs. Um, I changed my diet, changed my lifestyle, changed my mindset. And within about a year and a half, I had no symptoms. And then I had a doctor, I teach Zumba. I had a doctor come into my class and say, you know what, I'm board certified internal medicine. I have a lot of friends that are rheumatologists. They are all telling me that what you're doing is impossible. So I need to take your blood. <laughs> I said, okay, fine, <laughs> take my blood. I, I don't need to, uh, to know one way or the other whether I still have the disease because I'm functioning fine and I feel great. And ultimately, she sent the blood work down to UCLA, and they they uh, sat me down and said, we're declaring you a medical miracle because um, you have absolutely no evidence of this disease in your blood, and we don't know how you did it. Wow. So when I, when I tried to tell them how I did it, though, they didn't want to hear it. So right. <laughs> it only went so far. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I can totally see it now. Probably there was smoke coming out of their ears and they were looking really confused yep. and sort of doing that little puppy dog, like cocking their head side to side. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to say, no, it's, it's, it's from God. It's a medical miracle. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in miracles, but I also think that, you know, spirit and source brings us the tools that we need and can utilize to help us heal. So I just want um, just a little bit more. I want the audience to know about your background as a dancer. So like you weren't one of these people that had like lived a super inflammatory lifestyle, so to speak, before this happened. Like you were, I would assume as a dancer, you're an athlete. Dancing is your sport. Would you Say that's accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there was definitely, I was dancing, I was active. There was a lot of, um, but I wasn't super healthy because dancing in the mindset, at least for me, it was a bit toxic because dancers mm-hmm. are, you know, really radical in terms of keeping a very thin body. And, um, you know, I used to, before I got sick, I was smoking a pack a day. Um, I quit oh, wow. when I, okay, well, I quit when I got pregnant, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, but that was just part of the dancer, uh, lifestyle for me. So yes, mm-hmm. I was dancing and I wasn't, you know, overweight and lived the inflammatory lifestyle, but my mindset was always trying to keep up with the Joneses and I, it wasn't, 
coming from a, a, a grounded, mindful uh, point of view. It is now. Now everything's different because I see the world differently. Mm-hmm. But I so was, um, before, before I got sick, I was a dancer. I uh, mm-hmm. was a pro dancer. I was at Joffrey in New York and um, studied ballet my entire life. I also was uh, at Alvin Ailey. I was doing a couple off-Broadway shows. I had just gotten into musical theater um, for a while there. So, yeah, I was definitely an active person. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Rheumatoid arthritis is just a, such an interesting phenomenon. And so did you ever find out if there were any genetic predispositions that maybe that you had triggered through being such an intense athlete and living the dancer's lifestyle for so long? No, they never, you know, I asked a lot of questions on this journey. I, I really asked a lot of questions. I saw seven different specialists um, to try and help me navigate better the disease. But the answers were always the same. You'll never know what causes it. We don't know. Um, just do what you can to stay out of a wheelchair. Just take the drugs. And, and it was excru- excruciatingly painful, the disease itself, because your body mm-hmm. in, it, you know, is really just destroying itself. So there's a constant, um, just a horrific pain that goes along with the disease. Um, but, yeah, no, nobody ever said that there was any predisposition or anything. I do believe, looking back, that my lifestyle, the way I was living, the foods I was eating, the mindset I was having had huge contribution to me getting sick. Yeah, so let's start with food because I want to talk about both the food and the mindset. So what mm-hmm. food changes did you make or what have you found has been the most successful food formulary for you? Yeah. So when I did my research, I found that there were two different um, two different avenues to go on, and I actually took both um, just out of an abundance of caution. The first one was alkaline diet. So mm-hmm. um, I you can get those little litmus tests where it tests your acidosis or acid level in your body, and I had done that, and I, I was off the charts acidic. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. number one, I won't eat anything acidic. I'm going to alkalize my body. So I went on that journey where I, I literally just ate greens. I um, did lemon juice, uh, apple cider vinegar, all of that amazing stuff to help alkalize my body. Um, and I did that religiously for at least a year. I ate nothing but greens and um, alkaline foods. And I started drinking alkaline water. And then at the same time that I did that, I also did a leaky gut healing. So there mm-hmm. is a theory that the autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis can be triggered and, you know, even caused by perforation in your gut lining. Nobody had said this to me. I, I couldn't believe that there was all this information on the, on the Internet about it. Um, and it made sense to me that maybe that's what happened, that not only being acidic, I had possibly perforations in my uh, gut. So I went on that avenue also. Um, There were some amino acids that I took and also the alkaline diet helped. But there was some magic uh, sauce that I found, which was um, super potent uh, manuka honey um, every morning on an empty stomach really helped heal my, my gut. So I did those two things. Um, and like I said, probably within a year, I was completely symptom-free. 
That's amazing. So tell me more, how much Manuka honey, like just a spoonful or? Yeah, I did a teaspoonful every morning. Okay. The super potent stuff um, is, it's kind of pricey. I think it was like $70, $70 a jar on Amazon, mm-hmm. but um, it works. I mean, it, it was, I had heard from a friend that it was just, they were using it for people who were coming out of surgery, you know, that there was just healing everything. And I used the, um, they call it MGO, and I used an 830 or more. So super high-end, um, high-potency Manuka. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I think that's a um, really good little tidbit for everyone out there, too, is that uh, Manuka honey is not your normal, just everyday, what you buy off the grocery store shelf. It is known to be extremely healing and have lots of antioxidants and healing properties. Um, So I would encourage anyone out there that's suffering not only from RA, but really any sort of autoimmune to, you know, do your due diligence, do your research. As I always like to say, tune in with Source and see if this is the right thing for you, but it can be really helpful. Right. Yeah. So what about uh, supplements? I mean, besides, because I would consider the Manuka honey a supplement. I mean, it's a food, but the way it's being used. Um, so what else right. besides that? Did you do anything? Well, boy, did I try everything and anything. Um, ultimately, I had some favorites, and I still do. Vitamin D, for sure, D3, um, mm-hmm. with a K2 to help absorb. Calcium, because what was interesting in my blood work was that when I got diagnosed is that I was D3 and calcium deficient. Um, So I supplemented with the D3 and the calcium with amino acids. um, And I'm I'm afraid that at this point, I can't tell you the exact amino acid. I can go back and look, but there were definitely, I think it was um, Mm L-lysine. that helps with the leaky gut. And then I use cell food. I love cell food. I love that supplement. It was really kind of my go-to. You just put a few drops in your water and you go, go about your day. Mm-hmm. And then the trace minerals helped alkalizing the body as well. Yes, 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 yes. So, so and I'm just going to sort of throw in um, little tidbits as we go along here. So for everyone out there that's sure. Really no, and taking, I love taking your notes, notes and... obviously. <laughs> <laughs> is that I would say for anyone out there, definitely do your blood work before you start to take calcium because if you're deficient, then absolutely supplement with it and you have to have vitamin D in order for your body to absorb it. But a lot of, you know, there's been this mantra for so long, oh, take calcium, it'll prevent osteoporosis, take calcium for this, blah, blah, blah. And now we're knowing that that's not actually true and too much calcium could actually contribute to hardening of your arteries and and all the vasculature around your heart and contribute to heart disease. So I want to make sure that people are definitely, know your numbers before you start supplementing. Because it's the other way, you know, that's the other thing is, you know, you want to be able to track your progress. So you do your baseline, then you start to supplement based on what you find. And then, you know, six months to a year later, depending on your practitioner and, and, you know, different things, then you can come back and recheck and correlate that with also how you're feeling. Are you feeling better? Because I think that's another thing as we go through these different journeys and we're trying all these different things, 
it's like we do we remember to stop and ask ourselves, is this helping in a way that I can tell that it's helping me feel better? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and cool. I still I still do that. I still go and get my blood work done every six months. My doctor, you know, this is now we're nine years later and she still comes to my class and bugs me, you know, you're due for your blood work and I'm like, You can she doesn't even test for the uh, RA anymore because she knows that's not there. But um mm-hmm. we always go and check make sure that that um everything's good. So that it is it is, yeah. I don't supplement actually with calcium anymore. That was what I did. Uh, part of my healing, as part of my healing journey. Yes, yes. So I just wanted to say that too because it's one of those things that that medicine does change and some practitioners and some doctors don't change with the evidence as the evidence and the Hmm. research update. So it's important, I think, for all of us out there to make sure that we have practitioners, whether they're physicians or you know, naturopaths or whoever you're going to, make sure that, you know, asking them questions and making sure that what they're practicing is the most up-to-date and the best evidence-based, as we like to call it. <laughs> as, as evidence-based as we can get in the, in the natural world, right, in the functional medicine naturopathic world. But there is right. actually a lot yeah. more information out there than people realize. Yeah, doctor, I you know, I have to say that that was – um, I don't, my lovely doctor um, is one of my greatest friends. She's still board certified internal medicine. She's, she has her own practice, but I only go to her for blood work. I have a naturopath if I have any other issues. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, just because of my experience, um, I know that there's information that's out there that like you just explained they may not be on it because they're getting their information from just the Western medicine perspective. And, and for me and my family, I just want the whole gamut. I want to know everything about anything so that I'm fully prepared to then manage where, where I'm going with my health because it's the most important thing I have. It's our greatest asset. Absolutely. And, you know, thank God you advocated for yourself and you, you were in tune with, what you were being told and, and what was right for you. And, you know, you made those choices and you were your best advocate. And that's the other thing that I really always encourage people to do is if what you're hearing from your practitioner doesn't feel right to you, keep searching, keep looking for that practitioner that when they tell you something, it resonates. You're like, and you can feel that, yes, this is true for me you know, versus the, ooh, no, I don't, that doesn't really resonate. I don't like that. <laughs> and then also that Beautiful, whole culture yeah. within, of Western medicine of like the brow beating the patient into just submitting and doing what they're told. I hate that. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I'm so glad that you, <laughs> you kept well, fighting yeah, for yourself. Yeah, I mean, that was probably, actually, I have to thank that very egotistical uh, specialist that I went to the last time because he, I said, you know, I think I'm going to look at alternatives, and I've been listening to some, some, you know, some different ideas, and he was just not having any of it. And he looked at me, and he said, you know what, lady, you're going to be back in five, five or six days. Don't waste my time. This is too painful. There is no alternative. You know, do whatever you want to do, but I'll see you in a week, and then you'll get on the drugs that I'm telling you to get on. But just don't waste my time with all this mumbo-jumbo natural talk and 
I, I walked out of there just going, I, first of all, I'm never going back to that man because mm-hmm. he, he literally was so sure that he was absolutely right and there was no other way. Um, but it was just the feeling like you just explained. There was something that said, no way, this is not the person who's going to navigate my house because he didn't seem to care that I was, I was, I was so sure inside of me that there was some other way. I didn't know it, but there must be some other way. And now looking back, you're right. I'm really glad that I, I, I listened to that instinct and I encourage all of your listeners to, to not only recognize that there is another way, um, but that there's an inner voice inside that will, that will guide them. Yes, absolutely. So I have another question what about cannabis or CBD? Did you try that or um, or go down that path at all for help? I did. I did try the CBD. I found it to be very subtle. Um, I I actually was did CBD for a while, but I didn't find that it helped me that much. Um, I actually live in Carpinteria, California, where there is a CBD farm. There's several CBD farms, and we have super high quality organic CBD here that um, that I was working with some of the owners that I knew, but I didn't, it didn't do much for me. I know so many people swear by it. It did not work well for me at all. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. And, yeah. and the whole cannabis and CBD thing is really interesting too. And I encourage people that if you're trying it, I, again, make sure you have a good resource to guide you along that path because, Sometimes, you know, what we can find on the Internet or over the counter, those just aren't potent enough. And so you're lucky that you live in an area where there's actual farms around you and you can go and you can probably find not only high quality but a stronger potency than a lot of people can that don't have that resource around them, I would guess. But a lot of times, you know, with any supplement or drug or anything like that, the, the dose makes the cure or the poison, as they say. And it's true for CBD, too. So we just need to make sure that you're getting enough to actually have that inflammation, that anti-inflammatory action kick in for you in in a helpful way. Right. Yeah, no, I've, ha- I've, I've spoken to several people. I, I've become a bit of a, a magnet for people who are on that healing journey. And I do believe that they, many people tell me, that it worked for them. But my particular journey was not, it didn't, the, the CBD was not part mm-hmm. of how I healed. Okay, cool. That's, that's really interesting and fascinating. I love it. So um, what else, anything else with food or supplements before we move on to the mindset piece? That's pretty much it. The alkaline and uh, gut healing was uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Do you still uh, do the little urine uh, litmus testing to make I don't, sure that no okay yeah you're just feeling good and you're going I with think, it yeah. yeah I feel good I think at the minute I would I know what it feels like when I start to go acidic um, mm-hmm. I think when you when you begin really tuning into your physicality and how you're feeling and your body and and how it's working every day you know when it's it's going one way or another so I I have them in my home. So I do, when my son gets uh, sick or when my husband doesn't feel well, we do that first of all, to just make sure that we're staying alkaline. Okay, cool. So it is a tool that you still sort of come back to 
whenever you feel <clears throat> feel like that yeah. it'll be telling for you, that'll give you information. So that's for sure. excellent. Okay, so let's now move on to the mindset. So tell me all about that. Tell me about that part of your journey. Well, that's a huge part of the journey because I think mm-hmm. ultimately what you do or what I did is the first thing is to take responsibility. So um, for me, the first step in my healing journey was to cut everyone off the hook, to not blame anyone for where I was, uh, including my mom and my husband, who I wanted to blame for everything. Um, But the, the taking full responsibility and looking to myself, looking in the mirror, not bashing myself, but just saying, look, no one is going to take this journey for you, but you. You have a diagnosis. You can take it. I'm, I wasn't buying the prognosis. I got the diagnosis. But ultimately, 100% of the responsibility came to me. So that was the first step, and it's a huge step, to just cut everyone off the hook and just say, okay, I am in this. Um, what's, my, what's my plan? What am I going to do? And then at the same time, I asked everyone to not come to me with their concerns in terms of you need to do what the doctors tell you to do because originally that was the big thing like what are you why are you not taking the drugs just do what they tell you to do Um, I needed that I needed to create a sanctuary for myself so what I did is I asked everyone who loved me and cared about me to allow me to try to heal this naturally and to support me if I needed it so I I kind of was the boss about that. I took responsibility for where I was and I told everyone around me, I am creating a sanctuary. I told my husband that if he wanted to fight, I would automatically make him right because my energy had to be focused on healing my body. And again, everything was for my son. Um, Thank God that my beautiful son was there because he inspired me to dig deeper and to drink from a deeper well and to just say, let's find out what we're really made of here. And I'm doing it because I mm-hmm. want to show up as the best mom for him. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that's so true. That's really something um, I think that's important for all of us, regardless if we're uh, feeling good and healthy or if we're struggling or moving through some sort of healing journey is that be super aware of where you're allowing your energy to leak or what you're giving your energy to or who you're allowing to take energy from you. So I love what you said, like, you know, if your husband wanted to uh, fight or, you know, you're just like not giving your energy to that. And I think that's so true. A lot of us move through life not really being fully aware of all of the ways that our energy just leaked from us. And eventually that can also lead to dis-ease or some sort of inflammatory condition. And so it can be such a powerful energy healing process to go through and with deliberate intention call your energy back. Um, So I would encourage everyone out there, if you're just something that's like, oh, that's really interesting, maybe look look deeper into that. Right. Yeah. I mean, being intentional with where you focus your energy on, which is exactly what you just said, 
um, is part of the, the, the mindset change. It's not something that happened overnight for me. Um, I, I had to change the pattern of behaviors because they weren't working for me. So, again, it was pulling, like you just said, pull your energy back into yourself, into your heart. It starts on the inside, all of this, um, with the exception of the food, but even that, there, there's an inner process that goes on that says what are you, you have to change who you've been so you can, you can become who you need to be. Um, and there are a lot of patterns that I grew up with that weren't serving me. And um, so there was a lot of negativity that wasn't serving me. I literally just, in, in the pain and in the doubt and in the fear, I created a sanctuary for me and my son that was going to be filled with joy and healing and love. And um, when you are intentional about where you're placing your heart and placing your energy, you can, you know, very easily turn off the news and go, I am not going to put my attention there because where you put your attention will grow. I put my attention in love and joy and happiness, and that did grow. Yeah. Yay. Yes. And I think also, you know, it's, it's, I don't know anyone that it's been an overnight, like it's, it's a process for all right. of us. It's a, it's a practice and it's a, a, that like a, you know, you teach Zumba. So it's like muscle development, muscle memory. It's that awareness. It's like building that awareness muscle to also be able to realize like, Oh, like whether it's a job or a family member or, um, you know, maybe a friend or a coworker. There's so many different ways that we can be leaking our energy and not aware of it. And so when we start to become intentional, then we can actually, it comes in the form of like healthy boundaries and saying, you know, like, no, I am, you know, no is a healthy and complete sentence. <laughs> so right. don't be afraid to you. And you can say no with love too. So if you find that people are always, coming to you and asking things of you and you're one of those people that's like a giver and a constant like yes person even at the detriment of your own health then that's also a clue and so be gentle with yourself be self you know forgiving and loving and compassionate and just know that now you're aware and now you can make the choice to make changes and that's powerful that's self-empowerment that's when you start to really have growth and start to see things change in your life in, in a multitude of ways. That's exactly it. Boy, you hit the nail on the head for me because that's what <laughs> I, what I realized was once I was, I recognized that I was the captain of my ship, that I was mm-hmm. the main protagonist in the movie, that I was making the choices of who was in my life, who wasn't in my life. And I could do everything with love and with compassion. I didn't need to be the, the doormat for anybody. I, the first and foremost that I needed to do was to take care of my own health and my own physicality. And I could block out negative energy um, with love, love for myself and love for my family and love for what was essential in my life. And, boy, how beautiful it is to just cut off all the things that, that don't serve you because you get lighter and lighter and happier. And like you just said, you also realize the power that we have to create our own reality in doing that when you're intentional moment by moment by moment of where you're placing your, your heart and your energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
So let's see. It seems like we're on on the advice train right now. Any other advice that you would give to someone that um, maybe is going through a similar struggle or a similar challenge with whether it's rheumatoid arthritis or any other inflammatory process, and maybe they're in that spot where they're sort of stuck between the feeling like they should you know, we get into these should should statements like should follow Western medicine and should follow that path versus, you know, maybe doing more something that's in alignment with what will truly help and benefit them and help them heal. Right. Well, I can only say that the, what is possible is those of us that have healed we can come from the other side and say it is possible to heal. It is possible to heal naturally. And while no one is going to have the same journey, um, there are tools that you can use, and it is one foot in front of the other. Um, Like we just said, nothing happens overnight. So you have to be prepared for the journey of healing. It is an extraordinary journey, but it's not a walk in the park. You know, there are times that you don't want to get out of bed because you hurt and you're in pain and you're scared and you don't know if it's really going to work for you but you have to find the strength inside and I I can only say finding that guru inside of us um, is the greatest um, it's the greatest asset to your life you're ever going to have because once you connect to that inner guru and that energy that is on in all of us, you then walk a path where you take your cues from that space all the time. And you're not only healing, but you're shining bright for other people who are also looking to heal. So we're all connected and we're all kind of holding each other, you know, in that space. But I would definitely say the first step would be to believe that it's possible And the second step is to find somebody to hold your hand while you're doing it. Or if it's just, you know, con, you know, connect with you or connect with me or people who have have gone through it to, you know, I I get a lot of people that send me messages and say, wait, this is happening. Has this ever happened to you? And I can say, no, it hasn't. Let me direct you to somebody who might be able to help you. I think that there's, there's a big network of, of those of us in this, um, in this genre, in this area that are there to help other people, just like you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. Believe it is possible. Excellent. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I did actually want to ask you another question about exercise and movement. And mm-hmm. is that, did you find that to be like a delicate balance through this or was movement always a part of your life, no matter where you were with the uh, inflammation? It was always a part. Um, when I started, we used capsaicin. My husband used to spray the capsaicin on my on my knees and on my ankles um, because they were so inflamed. And the capsaicin is horrible. Oh my God, what a horrible thing! But it it does work because it burns so much that you forget mm-hmm. the <laughs> you forget the pain. So my husband said it's like when you have a headache and you just bang your head with a with a with a, a tin can or something, you know, it's like one pain will make you forget the other pain. So um, the movement to me, for me, it was more of a, an energy shift. When I listened to music and I started dancing, I, I could actually feel me going from fear to a different energy. 
so it was definitely the the frequency shift in the energy of fear to hope or fear to oh wait maybe something else is possible so movement any kind of movement um getting out in nature all of that stuff that you know we hear about all the time but it's just so true dancing to music for me was everything it was everything yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, too, is that that whole aspect of you could feel your energy change as you were doing it. And this is a tool that we also use in yoga, especially kundalini yoga. They, you know, there's different kriyas that just tell you to, like, jump around, you know, shake your whole body, because doing even something like that just for one to three minutes can totally change your energetic vibration and and where and how you're holding energy in your body. So I would really encourage all of you out there to have at least a gentle movement practice, especially, you know, if you're just getting started. But um, I think I've never been to a Zumba class myself, but I've heard it's super fun. It looks like it would be super fun and energetic and, you know, the music and the momentum and being in a room with, uh, you know, other people that are just there to have fun and move their body. I think that sounds therapeutic on so many ways in so many levels. <laughs> it is, it's like going to the disco without any, uh, without any alcohol. It's a, it's good fun for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, before we start to tie things up here, would you change your journey at all? Would you do anything different? I'm so grateful for that question and grateful for the disease. Um, Rheumatoid arthritis was the best teacher of my life. I am grateful that I was able to take that journey. I'm grateful that I was stubborn enough to not listen to uh, Western medicine and to understand who I am, who we all are at our root level. So I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. The pain, the agony, um, all of that. I, I wouldn't change anything because it's brought me to where I am now. Awesome. Well, so tell us about, you have, you have a program, don't you? I have a couple programs. I have a program called Heal. Which is which is on my website. Um, it's Josette T J O S E T T E, then the letter T dot com, um, which is just it's a seven or eight module program that goes through in detail how I heal the disease, and then mm-hmm. I also have a course on Daily Om, um, which is called Soul Fire Dance Party, which it includes live uh, classes that I did. Um, in Santa Barbara, and it includes some mindfulness meditations and some processes also that I use to help me heal. So I have those two programs, and I have a library of classes online as well. Awesome. And so you said your website. Where else can people find you? On Instagram at Josette Kasik, T-K-A-C-I-K. Facebook is Zumba in SB, Santa Barbara. So Zumba in SB. B. And I think I'm on LinkedIn, but I couldn't tell you. It's probably just my name again. If anybody just Googles Josette with Zumba, they'll find me. Okay. And I, you know, just so you're aware and all of our audience is aware, on my website, I keep a show notes page after all of these episodes. So if there's ever an episode where you want to find out more about the person that we're interviewing and talking to, 
just you can go over to drlaramay.com forward slash podcast and that'll bring up just sort that's sort of like the landing page for all the different episodes. You just click on the one um, and that you're looking for and then there'll be more information. So uh, I'll have all your contact information uh, on my website living there. So people will be able to link back and find you and reach out and um, and hopefully you know, be doing some Zumba with you soon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. You too, doctor. I'm expecting you. <laughs> oh, it's so funny that you said um, that you lived down there. Um, Cause that's where did you say Carpinteria, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just outside yeah. of Santa Barbara. Yeah. So I was supposed to go to an open house at one of the cannabis farms this weekend, but I wasn't able to get myself down there. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my taxes done. <laughs> there you but, oh God, um, I'm so sorry. when you said that, I was like, Oh, that's such a small world because that was, um, that's funny that I've never heard of this place Carpinteria before. And I've heard it right. a lot in the last week or two. So that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cannabis farm central here. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that we didn't touch on or that you wanted to bring forward or anything else? Not that I can think of, but thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes, yes. So um, I just have a little plug, too, that I want to throw in here before we finish up today. I am teaching an intuitive healer and wellness coach training with one of my teachers, Andidra, and this is going to be all online. It's a group coaching and training program that's going to take place over six months. The first two months-ish is uh, angelic Reiki, and uh, it's a hybrid, so part of it's recorded, and then we get together and we do practice sessions, and I teach you some of the different healing methods, and then you come away with an angelic Reiki level one and two certificate of practitioner, and then once that's complete, then we take you through a, a chakra course, and Anne is teaching the the classic seven chakras, and then I'll be teaching the multidimensional chakras, and that's a big, beefy part of the six months. So because we'll probably be doing like two classes a month, and so we'll do one chakra per class. So if we do the math, that's like three to four months. And then on top of that, I'm teaching you muscle testing as an intuitive tool, and I feel like I'm leaving something out. But anyway, so it's going to be super fun. We're both super excited about it. And if you're interested and you want to get together with Anne and I to do a discovery call, uh, just you can message me at laramay at drlaramay.com. That's my email address. Or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook at drlaramay. That's D-R-L-A-R-A-M-A-Y. And the discovery call is free. So if you're interested, definitely reach out because we're probably going to be starting with the classes at the end of the month. So you still have some time, and we would love to have you as a student for anyone out there that's interested. So, okay, my dear, if there is nothing else, I think we will close up the space. Thank you so much for being here today. It was really enlightening. I am so proud of your journey and what you've done for yourself and that you are being a beacon and an inspiration for others out there. So um, I'm so grateful. Ditto, doctor. Thank (laughs) you. I feel the same way about you. Thank you. 
Yes. All right, everybody. Well, we will catch you in two weeks right here at 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Light Body Healing Radio Show. Bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. You're listening to News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained since January 1997. We began our 25th year in broadcasting in January 2022 and we're just getting started. Exploring the edge of human consciousness and possibility on planet Earth with founder and journalist Nicole Marie Whitney at the helm. What's really real and what's really possible? That is what we want to know. Join us at newsforthesoul.com. Newsforthesoul.com.